Wiley. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. <laughs> that sounds not right. That's so sad. Welcome back to the Renaissance. Episode 60-something. Four. 64, this one would be. I concur. That sounds not right. <laughs> no, it is. 64. That's absolutely right. Yeah, well, okay, pick one. Just it is or it isn't. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's how he gets off. That's just the way it is, and, and, and I can't ever see that being different. No. Well, 64 <laughs> will always come after 63. Sorry, I just thought that was a good moment to take a bite of cheese with Vegemite. I shouldn't have done that. Now I've got a mouthful of cheese. Hold on. So in our last couple of episodes, Ray, yeah. we, uh, we've talked about some of the early important artists of the 1400s. We talked about Leon Battista Alberti and his contributions to linear perspective and architecture. We talked about Fra Angelico mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of his early work where he... He made, you know, made some significant contributions, a lot of perspective, um, started to introduce a little bit of uh, form in some of his paintings. Right. But the guy who really started to introduce painting, sorry, introduce linear perspective mm-hmm. into his paintings in a way that made everyone else go, fuck me, look <laughs> at that, was... Tommaso di Ser Giovanni di Simone, and they went, well, that's too, that's too much of a mouthful. We can't Mouth, call you yeah. that. No. We're going to call you Masaccio. Better. Better. So he's known as Masaccio, yeah. regarded as the first great Italian painter of the Quattrocento period of the Italian Renaissance, of the 1400s. Right. Now, according to Vasari, mm-hmm. in his Lives of the Eminent Artists, Masaccio was the best painter of his generation. Damn, that's saying something. Yeah, he could, uh, he could imitate nature, he could recreate lifelike figures, also uh, convey movement and a sense of three-dimensionality. So this guy was, uh, yeah. So when you're looking at these guys versus the Middle Ages, nice, flat, two-dimensional, boring, almost stick-like. You, you look at this guy and you, and you really feel like the, the people could come out of the paintings at any moment. You or you get a sense of their emotions. Uh, maybe they're in mid-movement or something. He was able to take it to a whole nother level and make it so much more lifelike. And like the last artist said, it was almost like looking at a scene of nature or you're looking out the window. It looked so much more realistic. Oh, you sound like you're really impressed. What, which was your favorite of Masaccio's paintings, Ray? Uh, the tribute. Of, I did watch a video on the tribute money. Can't really say that I got mm-hmm. it all, but um, I got mm-hmm. what they were trying to say. But again, you know, I don't know. Art. It's not porn. So, you know. Did you study all the work? Did you find it moving and captivating? Did you get all that the artist was trying to say? To say, did you get your magnifying yes. glass out and really go into the detail? Yes. Okay. You know, I did. I've spent you know the last week going deep on these guys. This is how. This is my process. I work hard. <laughs> okay. Hard. Hard. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, yeah, no, look, uh, there's one in particular which we'll talk about, which is still, I think, you look at it today and you go, holy shit, that's impressive. But anyway, uh, Masaccio died age 26 in Aww. 1428. Right. So died very, very young. He was kind of the James Dean of Renaissance painting. <clears throat> Lived fast, died young, had a profound effect on everybody who came Pain after hard. him. Right. He is considered to have started the early Italian Renaissance in painting with the works that he did in the mid to late 1420s. So 1425, 1426, he starts doing this, uh, you know, the, the, the real Renaissance painting, dies by 1428. A couple of years, in, out, done. <coughs> Thank you, son. I'm gone. <laughs> My contribution's done here. Yeah, I've gone no to need to hang around. I've gone to heaven. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Now he was he was one of the first to really use linear perspective in his paintings, and and this is probably even before, you know, the stuff we talked about of Fra Angelico in the last episode, and right. even Alberti. Remember Alberti's book on perspective didn't come out; it wasn't written until fourteen thirty five. Yes, uh, Masaccio's dead by fourteen twenty eight. Yeah. So, he gets so he's way ahead of the curve. Well, Brunelleschi gets credit. Right. He would have learned from Brunelleschi. Brunelleschi invented it. Masaccio did it. And then uh, Alberti wrote about it. Gotcha. So he was he was doing this stuff 15 to 20 years before Alberti even wrote his book about how to do perspective. He had it figured out. Damn. He saw Brunelleschi's little speech and went, boom, got it, nailed it, <laughs> off I go. Yeah, perspective and painting, the vanishing point, mm. uh, that kind of stuff. You know, and you've said this before, basically the illusion of depth onto a flat surface. And, and Brunelleschi said, after this young man dies, we have suffered a great loss. So he realized what was that this guy wouldn't be around for another couple of decades, creating even more of this incredible cutting-edge art. Now, he started off, his earlier works in his early 20s were more of the international Gothic style, mm-hmm. but then by his late 20s, he moves to this more naturalistic mode, employing perspective and chiaroscuro, and I think we should talk about what those terms mean. Now, nobody knows more about international Gothic style <laughs> than you, Ray, so could you just talk us through that while I eat some Vegemite cheese, please? Mm-hmm. International Gothic. It's Gothic more than just one country. It's on a wider scale. No, I I don't know. That sounds not right. <clears throat> International Gothic, <clears throat> uh, if I may, right? Please. If I may uh, uh, say one. what you would have said right. if you'd done any reading this week, is that is the style of art, Gothic art, which it's began in Burgundy in France, northern Italy in the late 1300s, spread very quickly across all of Western Europe, which is why it's called International Gothic. Artists were traveling. They were showing off their art, their style, taking their more portable works with them, like illuminated manuscripts, traveling widely, and it led to sort of a common aesthetic Mm. amongst the higher nobility and the royalty. They were like, oh, I like that painting that you did for Bob. Could you do one for me too? Right. Just like that. Oh, yeah, 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 no worries. So it became the standard, and it's very much like the style we've talked about with Giotto and Fra Angelico, very sort of uh, highly stylized. Their faces, you know, they look bored as shit, stoned out of their brains. Right. 
Um, but they thought of it as highly pious. Yeah. Um, you know, the bodies aren't, don't look right. The hands don't look right. Faces don't look right. Elongated lines. Everything's pretty and pale and ornamentation and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. That's International Gothic. Now, um, chiaroscuro, it's Italian for light, dark, or as I like to call it, just Beyonce. Uh, In art, it's the use of strong contrast between light and dark. So usually you start to see this happen in the Renaissance. You have Mm. uh, dark settings, dark figures, and and highlighted by light. People coming out of the shadows. When you look at the Gothic works, you don't get a lot of that. It's all light, all of it. Right. Um, So a little bit of shading, but... Chiaroscuro is really emphasising the dark and the light, and it's used to can give a sense of volume, three-dimensionality of objects and figures, that sort of stuff. Um, now, one of the high points of international Gothic is often said to be uh, Gentile di Fabriano's adoration of the Magi. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to, I'd like you to bring that up, please, Ray. Even though there's a ton of people in there, I do get a sense of three dimension. A um, lot of detail, a lot of different stories going on. Not, mm, I mean, the horses are kind of, I don't know, actually, that's pretty good. Uh, it's not as flat as some of the other, some of the other artwork we've seen. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, you got the baby. You've got you got baby Jesus. You got Mom Mary, and who is bending down on their knee in front of baby Jesus? And there's a whole bunch of people watching this. Is this the manger scene? It's hard to tell. What's the name of the painting? Oh yeah, yeah, the Magi. Yeah. Who are the Magi, Ray? They're the three wise men. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the three kings or the three wise men. Gotcha. Not actually in the Bible, but uh, yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. So who was there to witness or worship or praise Jesus when he was born? <clears throat> Some cows. <laughs> so one's on his knees. One has got a really fine cloak on it like that, who's semi-kneeling. And there's one, I guess, who's waiting. He's waiting his turn. He's standing behind the other two. The biblical account... Um, in the gospel, according to Matthew, mm-hmm. it does uh, say that wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. saying, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. Um, it doesn't say that there's three. doesn't say that they're kings. Right. Uh, that all got made up later on. Actually, there's a great book on this If you, if, for those of you who are interested by one of the scholars who's in my film, Brent Landau, an American scholar. Uh, you met Brent, yeah. right? He was with us in uh, Durham. Yeah. Cool, cool dude. He's in a lot of my film. Very funny guy. Uh, he wrote a great book on this that I read before um, we went to Durham. He sort of traces the history of it. Turns out it's an old like uh, Persian myth. Um, about the the Magi uh, 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 
predict sort of it was a, it was almost like an Islamic myth about Jesus. Anyway, it's a classic, it, 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 you know. But the, the the like the Sunday school version that you get of it, it's not biblical. Mm-hmm. It came came later. Oh, Anywho, gotcha. another story. So yes, we're looking at the painting, Three Wise Men. See the two women behind Mary. Yes, what's going on there? Are they whispering, talking? They're holding a little little container of something. I I suggested on Facebook they might have might have been filled with poison. Maybe they're plotting to poison baby Jesus. Wow. They're like this fucking kid. I haven't been able to get any sleep for the last <laughs> week. I don't know why we're even here. Let's just kill him. Or maybe right. Mary asked them to concoct some melatonin to put the kid to sleep because she needs a rest. She's looking a little bit tired. Right. Um, it's probably frankincense or myrrh or something like that. They're like, oh, isn't that nice? I wonder what we could get for this down at the markets on Saturday. Um, it's kind of weird little detail. Right. I tell you the other things that jump out at me yeah. when I look at it. Uh, okay, the look on baby Jesus's face. You'll see the baby Jesus. He's putting his hand on one of the Magi's head, like giving him a blessing. Yeah. Baby Jesus is his face. He doesn't look like a baby. No. He looks like a growing up yeah, in a baby's just, he body. Shaved. He looks like he looks Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Tyrion Lannister. He's like a little midget. <laughs> right. Looks like you. Little midget who's shaved. Um kind of kind of weird uh the way that they depicted baby Jesus in these things. He spoke I guess that's their way of showing that he had wisdom beyond uh, his years. Right. Uh, if you uh, go to about the middle of the painting, you see there's a bird flying down yes. right in the middle of the painting. Yes. Just to the right of the bird, what do you see? Is that a monkey? What is that? Two two monkeys. This is Planet of the Apes. There are two monkeys. No. Just, just monkeys <laughs> right. in the middle of this. In the desert. Don't know why there are monkeys sure. in the desert. Yeah. yeah. Just monkeys in the desert, right? Sure. Not Love that crazy album. about that. But it's not... It's not <laughs> Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. We're in the fucking desert. Don't know what we're doing here. We should be in a monkeys jungle. Monkeys in the desert. Oh, I think it was 86. Mm. But go ahead. In Israel. <laughs> 86. Wow. That was like a comeback tour. Um, in Israel, monkeys in the Israel, <laughs> deserts of Judea. Right. Uh, well, obviously, the depiction of this isn't the deserts of Judea. It's right. not a... It's not a simple fucking no. uh, uh, animal hut. There's buildings, there's castles here, medieval castles, yeah. mountains, oceans in the background. Yeah. Hard to see, Castle. but I think there might be a couple of mermaids back there. <laughs> Something's going on. Um, but, okay, so uh, apart from the monkeys and just people on horses riding around visiting castles and shit in the background, look at all the faces, with the rare exception, most of the faces in this, again, look completely placid, yeah. um, bored out of their fucking brains. They're like, Why oh, my God, yeah. Christianity is so boring. It just got started. Jesus is a baby. Yeah, I'm already. already I'm yeah. so fucking bored right back. now. Can, <laughs> I'm going to talk to those monkeys. <laughs> Maybe they. I bet they could tell they a story or two. On. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is one guy just to the right of the monkey. You yes. see these three he's, faces. Yeah, There's one he's guy. Smiling. 
He's looking up at a couple of birds oh, okay. that are fucking or something. He's like, oh, yeah. look at that bird. Just above his right. head, there's a tiger oh, there or a leopard, a leopard. or something. Right. Some big animal beast. I don't know. He's looking at the birds too. He's got yeah. all the monkeys. He's thinking oh, there's lunch. Um, there's another one just below him. Down there, there's, a, there's actually a cheetah or a leopard. Something going on down there. Yeah, I don't know why it's it's looking at a horse going. You'll be lunch or soon <laughs> enough. Anyway, look, it's it's there's some dark and some light, some chiaroscuro right. in there, I guess. Um, there's some depth. Uh, the perspective is all weird. Yes. It doesn't really right. work at all. Yeah. Um, it's sloppy. It's clumsy. But uh, my favourite is right down the bottom of the painting. So you got the magi kneeling. Right. right. Look to the right of him. The guy in the blue. He's kneeling. Is he playing jacks? What's he doing? <laughs> yes, he's playing jacks <laughs> and looking up someone's skirt, yeah, I think. Yeah, as you do. Uh, That's a wise man's penis. I don't penis. know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know what's it. going on yeah. down there. And look at the dog to the right like of the him. Dog. I assume that's a dog. Yeah. Do you? That's a weird-ass no, looking it's, dog. It's definitely that, weird, but... It does not look right, no, that dog. No. I mean, it it's looks Part- halfway between mermaid. a dog and a horse right. and a mermaid. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what's going on with the dog. <laughs> anyway, so this is supposedly the high point of international gothic. I mean, it's interesting, not without merit, but it, it, it's kind of boring, right? I mean, be it's, it's got a quite... Yeah. It's pretty. It's got a, quite a bit of colour in it. Dark, a little bit gloomy. People look bored. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that is what I wanted to show you in terms of international. There was like, when they took that photo, they're like, all right, nobody smile. We're okay. taking this photo. Nobody smile. Everyone look bored. Hey, you, blue shirt, stop smiling. Ready? Yeah. 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 Um, so as I said before, Masaccio died uh, very young. Uh, very little is known about his death, a bit like Jeffrey Epstein. Upon hearing of... Masaccio's death, Brunelleschi said, we have suffered a great loss. Yeah. He should know. So going back, he was born in the province of Arezzo in Tuscany. His father was a notary. There was somebody who was a stand-up comic. Did you ever notice how uh, milk is white? What's up with that? Think, think I've used that joke before. Never gets old, that joke. Uh, and his father died when he was about five. Right. So where did he get his early painting training from, Masaccio, right? So from what I could gather, um, even at a young age, he just fell in love in painting, and he, and he painted a lot as a child. Um, according to some sources, he would actually forget things like, you know, his hygiene, clothes, duties, and other that kind of stuff. His dad dies in 1406, and he's only five. His mother remarries an elderly apothecary who probably has his own meth lab and a broken down camper in the back. Um, But we don't know about his artistic education, but he probably began around age 12. He probably got apprenticed to a master. We're assuming that because we don't know, but that's normally the way it happened. And he goes to Florence and by 1422, he is in the Guild of Painters in early 1422 in Florence. He's in the Guild of (laughs) Radna by the time he was... Oh, I miss her. She was funny. Me too. She was funny. Yeah. I was actually watching um, Comedians in Cars mm. getting coffee the other day, and Steve had um, 
Not Steve. Jerry had on uh, Marty Short. And Marty Short was talking about how he dated Gilda for a couple of years there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. Very early on, you know, before they were anybody. I think they were still in Canada. How do you feel about Martin Short? <laughs> I love Martin Short. Okay. And it's only, it's a recent thing. Like, it's only been in, uh, like, uh, you know, when I was, I, I obviously didn't grow up with any of his stuff because it was all in America. We didn't get any of that right. here. But then, and, and, you know, he did the three amigos and that kind of shit, the three wise men. Didn't get. I mean, it was okay, but it was you know Chevy Chase was main guy in that for right. me, but uh, and maybe Steve. But um, then I, I saw him host an episode of SNL four or mm-hmm. five years ago, and he was funny as shit. He was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. And then you know he does the fat guy. I watched a bunch of his stuff. The fat Hollywood good uh, whatever his right. name is. Do you know his I name? He does like the no. He, he puts on a fat suit and yeah. he does like this Hollywood reviews and he interviews actors and stuff and then he and he just insults them hugely um, and it's funny as shit. And then he did a show, like a one-off special with Maya Rudolph, like a, a um, what would you call it? Um, just a special? Prime time right. sort of, yeah, they'd sing and dance and do sketches and whatever, and they're very, very funny, very talented. Mm. And I developed an appreciation for him, but I've developed it's a recent appreciation. Why? You don't like him? I, no, just like like you, um, I saw all this stuff. Not all of it, but a lot of it when I was younger. You know, love, hate, uh, that's really funny, that's just amateurish, or that's juvenile to the point of not being funny. And when he, when he does it well, he's absolutely hilarious. And so, yeah, I think... As he changed, um, didn't do so much physical comedy. I think I liked him more. Did you see him on Arrested Development? It was subtle, but I thought it was very funny when he was on there. So I, I like him more now than I did, I'd say, late 70s, early 80s. I don't remember him on Arrested Development. What did he do on Arrested he Development? Had a very, he only was on there a couple times. He was, um, he oh God, what was it? He was like a business manager. He'd come up with ideas. and um, Really? God, I'm trying to remember now. Hold on, I'm watching. Walk, dragon, walk! Enter the room! Welcome, Uncle Jack. Hey, he's half deaf. It was a stupid, stupid hire. Not hire! Eye level! Eye level! Kisses, and then we talk. Which one is Michael? Uh, oh, this is the sort of oh, he, the, that's one of the, the reboot. Michael. Yeah, yeah. One of the, re- yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really do much of the reboot. It wasn't good. No, it was not. Anyway, no. we digress. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, not not much is known about Masaccio's early life or training, as far as I know. He joined the Painters Guild, the Arte de Medici Speciazzali, uh, as an independent master mm. on January 7th, 1422. So he's 21 years old, know nothing about him really before then. Boom, he's an international master, an independent master. Right. He must have just blown him away with his submission, which obviously those teenage years, he must have painted a lot and developed his talent. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the first works that are attributed to him are the San Giovanale Triptych from 1422, now in the Museum of Cassia del Regello near Florence, and the Virgin and Child with St. Anne, uh, painted around 1424, which is at the Uffizi. Mm. 
So let's open those up. Let's open up the uh, San Giovanni Triptych, Ray. All right, give me a second here. I started to, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to lie to you because you know I don't like to strike your ego, but I'm enjoying these uh, little art lessons. This is fun. Painful. Yeah, I love it. Fun. I love it. I'm open. I mean, I love looking at the paintings and going, okay, well, look, what's going on? Yeah, got it. You know, when you're in a when you're in a museum and you're looking at 400 of these and you're doing a museum every right. day for three weeks, eventually you're just like, oh, fucking yeah. painting, <laughs> make but a baby. Here we have an opportunity to sit down, study it, go, what's going on? Look at it inch by inch by inch and go, what's happening here? What's he trying to communicate? How's he trying to communicate it? What works? What doesn't work? And you get to see the progression over time. Okay. All right, you got it open in front of you? I do. The triptych? Yep. Okay, what do you notice? Tell I me notice what jumps out at you. In the center, largest panel, you've got baby Jesus, and you got Mama Mary. Um, wow, really depressing, sour, expressionless looks. Um, she's holding them in an unsafe way, I think uh, a lot of parents would disagree with. There are two angels who are themselves weird-looking on their knees in front of her, and the... the the um, what do you call it? The perspective or the angles or whatever is all off. It's really, it, it looks like if this was real, she would slide right off that platform onto the floor, onto her ass. But everybody looks serious, dour, neutral, or miserable. Okay, so let's talk about the facial expressions. They're the first thing you picked up. Compared to the thing we just looked at, international Gothic style, what's different about the facial expressions here? Well, I mean... I'm trying to decide if, like, there's four guys on the on the um, side panels. I'm trying to decide if they actually have different looking faces versus it looks like the same person with different clothes on. It's kind of hard to tell. Well, a couple of them are black, yeah, and one of them's white. Funnily enough, the one that's white is actually African. But anyway, <laughs> um, the thing that jumps out at me is they look angry. Yes, at least a couple of Judgmental. them look really fucking. Feel yeah, judgmental and cranky. Yeah. They're looking at baby Jesus and looking oh, angry. They're like, ah. well, it's, they're going. You're not holding him very safely there, love. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? He could fall over. About to kill Jesus. He's a baby. He yeah. can't stand up by himself. Why is he standing on your right hand like that? He's pretty buff. Um, baby Jesus. But is it's pretty but the yeah 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 yeah. He worked out in the womb. He um, they're looking angry. Well, a couple of them look angry. Right. The other couple look confused. But there's emotion. There's expression on the faces, ah, which you don't see in the gothic style, right? Gotcha. Mary's face jumped out at me. I posted a close-up of this on Facebook yesterday. She just looks pissy. Like, <laughs> I didn't ask for this. Why? I'm just minding my own business, doing some knitting yeah. one day. An angel, angel pops up. Right, right. Hey, uh, you're pregnant. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> Look at the look on her face. She looks cranky as all fuck. Yeah, yeah. She now, needs something. that's not how you painted the Virgin Mary in the 1400s. No. She was supposed to look beatific. She was supposed to look serene. She was supposed to look blessed. This one looks pissy. Yes. Like she's about to Now, the baby. Cuss at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the baby's face, he doesn't look like a wise old man like the last one we saw. He's got this vacant look in his eye. He's got two fingers in his mouth. Yeah. He's sucking on his fingers. Um, I, I wondered where he just stuck him before that. But <laughs> he's he's sucking on his fingers. He's a baby. And he's got, like a, he's got a vacant look in his face right. like, uh, I don't know what's going on. Now look down at the angel's wings. Compare those. Oh, yeah. 
to the wooden wings we were looking at before in an earlier episode, and I was saying, you know, those wings don't really work for me. No. I think that was, uh, uh, was it Fra Angelico? We're looking at Fra yeah. Angelico. Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't Fra Angelico. Sure? Whose wings were the wings? Um, wood. It was Fra Angelico. You're right. It's Fra Angelico's wings. Mm-hmm. Um, these wings look like they might actually work. Yeah, they, they kind of look like yeah, more wingy. They've got yeah, yeah. discernible feathers that overlap. Right. They um, look like Liberace's wings, don't... but they look like they would work. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Liberace's wings. <laughs> They're a little gaudy. Yeah. Now, uh, what else we got here? Um, uh, uh, well, the, 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 you talked about the perspective didn't work. I think it does. If you look at... The throne that Mary and baby Jesus are sitting on, I think the perspective there kind of works. It might be a little bit extreme. Right. But uh, you can, it certainly gives you the sense of depth. Yes. It's a real chair that she's sitting on. Right. I'll give you that. Because the back looks like it is further back, the back of the chair. Yes. Yeah. And if you look at the arms of it, the sides of it, you can see that they're. You know, getting smaller as they go back into the background. So there's a sense of depth there. Right. Um, so look, I, I, I'm impressed with this. Uh, it's a big leap forward from what we've looked at previously. And this was painted in 1422, uh, a year before the adoration of the Magi by Fabriano that we just looked at. Right. Okay. Hmm. It's good. Solid. My. I, Harold's out there with his fucking buzzsaw cranking it up for the minute. It's my next door Jehovah's Witness neighbor who uh, uh, has basically a a junkyard. That's not... uh, Wait till he stops. How big can this piece of wood be? (laughs) That's what she said. Um, Now, here's some things you won't notice. Right. Um... It, well, for a start, it was only discovered in 1961, this painting. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, it was in the loft. Oh, fucking bustle. I don't forget. It was in the loft of a house mm-hmm. adjacent to a small chapel in San Giovanni. Apparently, it was hidden there before the Second World War to stop the Nazis oh, from taking it. Gotcha. And people went. Uh, well, you know what this is? No, no. What is it? Uh, yeah. The uh, earliest work of Masaccio, the fucking greatest painter of his generation. Like, oh, uh, right. so that's Thanks worth a couple of bob. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, a couple of bob, and and they it, and, and it's dated down the bottom. Now, this is something you may not pick up. Down the bottom of it, it's dated in humanist letters, oh. uh, which makes it the. First painting to ever be dated with uh, in such a way, not inscribed in Gothic characters. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Now take a look at the halo of the Madonna, Virgin Mary. Right. Yes. What do you notice about her halo? Um, to be honest, I can barely see it. Yeah, it's hard to see. Yeah, it's hard to tell what's going. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah, it's it, like it's not in a good um, state. This painting it hasn't been restored. It's you know old and tattered, but you can see kind of faintly there's something going on inside of the halo. It's not just a big circle of light. Right, something is written in ah, there. Ah, Da Vinci Code. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. What's actually written in there is the uh, Islamic Shahada, written backwards. What is the that? Shahada? Uh-huh. Which you probably know from your Islamic studies, is uh, <laughs> there is no God but God. And they wrote it backwards. Wrote it backwards. Because apparently if you say it backwards, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on a full moon, right? Uh, it uh, <laughs> makes Satan uh, appear. I don't know. Right. It's Beetlejuice. Yeah. Okay. So this is lots of new stuff going on here. Um, and he would have been about 20 when he painted this. That's impressive. Pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Not perfect, right. but amazing. Like a lot a lot going on here. Um, now I want you to open up The Virgin and Child with St. Anne by Masaccio. Right. Not the Leonardo. Because there's a Leonardo out there with the same title. A million people painted this, but pull up the uh, Masaccio. Oh, wow. Okay, got it. Come All right, on. tell me what you see. I see. And by the way, what. Yes. Well, so while you point this out, I should point out that both of these paintings weren't done by Masaccio himself. Mm-hmm. He was doing it with his collaborator, Masolino. Right. Now, by the way, I didn't point this out earlier. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he was older or the same age. I I don't really have dates on Masolino. But they they sort of worked in the same um, studio together. Masaccio means, uh, well, Maso is short for Tommaso. His name was Tommaso di Sir Giovanni di Simone. Maso is short for that. And uh, Masaccio... It sort of means I've read either Clumsy Tom or Little Tom. Right. And his his partner, his his Ray, Marcelino, <laughs> meant Big Tom. So you had the two Marsos, Masaccio and Marcelino. Big Tom and Little Tom. And now yeah. their paintings are often a combination of sort of a gothic style and a new Renaissance style. Masaccio's bringing the new Renaissance style to this stuff ah, and Masolino right. is doing the gothic style now you can see that in this painting if you have a look at the angels right that are holding some big I don't know tapestry up behind St. Anne mm-hmm. um, their faces are all pretty gothic yeah. they're bored yeah. nothing much is going on um, except for the face of one of the angels. I think it's the one on the top left. She's got a little bit rosier cheeks. Right. Uh, she's got a little bit of a look in her eye like, mm, yeah, I see what's going on here. Yeah. Um, that that one apparently was painted by Masaccio. The others are by Masolino. Gotcha. Now, if you look at St. Anne, uh, mother of uh, the Madonna, for people who forget their Sunday school, she, what do you recognize about her? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of detail in her face. Uh, very lifelike. She's got a hand on Mary. She looks like she's about 100. Uh, she does look She good. looks old. Yeah. Brown, skeletal. Skeletal. withered. Yeah. 
hired a board. Apparently, this is a Mussolino would have painted her. They think. Ah, yeah. Uh, no, no real expression. But then you go to, and both all of their um, halos have shit written on them as well. Again, there's like something inscribed in the halos. I don't know what it is in these ones. But if you look at Mary now, yeah, uh, she she doesn't look as pissy as she did in the last one. Right. Doesn't look serene or happy either. I mean, she looks kind of, yeah. I would say, not resigned to her fate. She kind of got this look on her face as. I mean, it's very. Her eyes are very realistic. Yes, um, the shading around her eyes and her nose, everything there looks very realistic. And she has the, the look on her face is like, "Listen, I didn't ask for this, but fuck it. All <laughs> but right, I'm I guess here. I, I guess I'm a mother now. Yeah, yeah. I could have worse. Jobs. I guess this is. Yeah, I guess this is happening now. <laughs> um, okay, I have a baby. Right, fine." Mm. Really, really interesting expression on her face. Like far more interesting yeah. than the expressions on the faces of people in Gothic paintings. Again, this is only fourteen twenty-four. Gothic is still the rage. Right. Her face, boom! You're like, oh, There's this woman has on. thoughts. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there are exactly. thoughts in that head, right? Yeah. You, yeah. I, I get drawn in wanting to interpret what is she thinking. You could debate for hours yes. what's going on inside of her head. Yeah. Then let's go down to baby Jesus. What the fuck is going on here? Um, he's got bad, Alexander the Great's hair. A bad day um, for the artist? Bad day. He looks sunburnt. They obviously left him out in the sun too long. Right. Um, ugly, ugly, ugly looking child. Ugly, baby ugly as fuck. Yes. And... Not okay. So he doesn't have the gothic uh, little wise man look about him, right? Uh, he doesn't have the blank baby look. No, from he's the in last tats. one. It's he's in tats. Yeah, there's something intense going. He looks a little bit evil to me. Uh, I think he's possessed by. I think his name is Damien. I think he's possessed by the devil. <laughs> the evil. He's like this is the omen part five <laughs> going on here. Um, but I don't know. There's this weird look about Something. him. I don't know what's going on in his face. But, it's yeah, it's a bit creepy. Yeah, Cre- it's creepy. Creepy Jesus. Creepy baby Jesus. Now, another thing I want to put out. Remember these Gothic paintings? There's 400 fucking people in every one of them that we looked at. Right. This, you've got your three main characters, Anne, Mary, and baby Jesus. A uh, couple of angels, right. five angels uh, holding shit around the, the perimeter. But... It's, there's a lot of focus. There's a lot of attention drawn to the main characters here. Yes. Um, it's very, very focused. The, the artist is drawing your attention to these three. That's all he wants you to think about, the relationship That's between working. these three people who look bored and a little bit evil. Right. Um, but they're connected. Apart from that, very colourful. Very colourful, yeah. bit of dark and light in St. Anne's robe and Mary's robe, a little bit of chiaroscuro to show you the volume and the depth of that. But, yeah, it's and, and again, this is a partnership between Masaccio and Marcelino, um, but it's much more interesting than most of the paintings that we've been looking at. Yes. Love Would the you detail. agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Love mm. the detail. Because mm. you could just stare around and now, find different uh, things. Yeah. Yes. Now, in 1424, the uh, dynamic duo here were hired by a guy called Felice Brancacci, powerful and wealthy Florentine silk merchant, to execute a cycle of frescoes at the Brancacci Chapel 
in the Church of Santa Maria del Carmine in Florence. Mm-hmm. And the theme was to be St. Peter, the life of St. Peter. Uh, now, he's the patron saint, I think, of the Brancacci family. Right. So go to the tribute money. I know you skimmed a YouTube video on this, but uh, you said you didn't really get it. So bring up okay, for on. me now, if you will, Masaccio's The Tribute Money. Got it. Okay. So tell me what you see now when you look at this one. Um, you got Jesus, a grown man who's in the center of the painting, so your eyes are kind of drawn to him. He is surrounded by, I'm guessing, his apostles. Um, there's a building on the right with two guys. I don't know if they're conducting business over there. I am questioning the length of their shirts because I feel like I can see this guy's Yahoo. Uh, anyway, um, there is mountains in the back and some trees. I'm getting some depth. I'm getting some perspective. Uh, but Jesus is squarely in the middle and the guy's faces look very different from each other. Yes. Their faces, their expressions, their hairstyles, yes. their facial hair, their beards. Some are clean shaven, some have beards, and the ones with beards and mustaches even on one, very, very different from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, one's blonde, some are gray, some are brunettes. All very, very different. Different expressions, looking in different directions. Some look troubled, some look worried. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, yeah. Very, very interesting, the the expressions, the range of faces. Now, you look at the building on the right-hand side, the perspective, the Mm -hmm. linear perspective of the building, it works. It looks like a real building. I feel like I could open a door and walk into that building, yeah. The mountains look real. I mean, the perspective, they're fading, they're getting lighter the further away they are. Mm -hmm. little building on one of them there, just right of center, tiny up there in the mountains. Um, this, you know, this works. This looks like nature, starting to look like right. nature anyway. Yeah. yeah. You can see um, the transformation. These look like real people, real flesh and blood, real faces, real background, real landscape, real setting. It's not, you know, it doesn't have a, it doesn't look like, okay, there's more people in it than the last couple that we looked at because it's Jesus with his disciples. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, it, it doesn't, there's just not like every man and his fucking pony rammed in here for the sake <laughs> of filling. He's not getting paid by the face as the Gothic guys were. Um, right. there's a lot of more, what you call like empty space with the, the background. Your, your attention is focused in on Jesus and the guys. Your attention's yes. drawn in. It's very carefully thought through, designed the, where he wants the artist's attention, uh, sorry, the viewer's attention to be. Um, Brilliant, really, really brilliant. Um, I, 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 you know, there's a guy over on the left here who seems to be washing his hands or washing money. Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. I can't remember the story Something. of the tribute money that much, yeah. but yeah, Something's going on over on the right. We see a guy with a beard and a halo pointing at another guy's dick. Um, not sure. <laughs> What's going on with that? I'll have that. Maybe he's saying, right. I, can, I can see your junk, your, your shirt's too short. You need to lengthen that down a little <laughs> bit. I, I can see your tackle hanging down there. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> um, he really does. <laughs> he really yeah. does. Jesus looks like he's given directions. We're going that way. Peter's beside him going, that way? You sure? People are like, mm, 
That's water. How are we going? He goes, yeah, well, I can. Yeah. Oh, I haven't told you yet. I can. I can walk. Oh, what? What are the rest of us going right. to do? Ah, oh, well, not my problem. Yeah. Sorry, you're not righteous enough. <laughs> get a boat. You. Like, where are we going to get a yeah. boat? It's just fucking mountains no around here. Yeah. yeah, no, my problem. I came prepared. I could walk <laughs> on water. You should have thought. I like the fact that Jesus is wrapped in a denim cloak. Uh, he invented yes. denim, by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Levi. I guess I might cut these down, turn these into jeans at some stage. Yeah, <laughs> he was from the house of Levi, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know. You said you didn't really get it when you watched a video on it, but uh, I was impressed by this for all of those reasons. It really works. I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's definitely prog- progressed um, from from some of the other stuff that we've seen. Absolutely. So next, uh, what do I want to talk about? Oh, he was only 23 when he That's painted That's amazing. All right. Now, turn your internet back on. Go to his expulsion from the Garden of Eden. Okay. Another fresco from uh, the same job, the Brancacci Chapel. Don't think we. Uh, don't, I don't think we went past the Santa Maria del Carmine uh, Church in um, uh, Florence. Looks like it looks very boring from the outside. It's got a sort of boring facade. Um, oh, pretty amazing on the inside, though. Yeah, got it. <clears throat> okay, so blow up the expulsion. Uh, uh yeah. Check this out. Yeah. Um, Look at that. That is detail. That is emotion. So many emotions. Yeah. That is definition, form, perspective. So what's going on here for people who aren't pulling it up is you've got Adam and Eve. They're being basically kicked out of the Garden of Eden. There's there's an angel above them carrying a big fucking sword. And they are leaving. Now, Adam... Uh, junk is hanging out. He's, he's got a tiny little peepee, and he's got his. He's holding his hands over his face, but you can see a little bit of his mouth. He's sort of weeping. He's yeah. crying. He's distraught. Mary, not Mary, Eve, holding one hand over her titties, right, and one hand over her vajayjay, right, and covering herself up. And but her face, oh, she is bawling her eyes out. She is distraught. Never before in any of the paintings that we have looked at have we seen this level of emotion on somebody's face. Both of them. They are horrified, distraught, um, just devastated Uh, by being kicked out of the garden. Yeah, And now that they know that they're naked, she's covering up her her body in shame. And even though um, um, Adam should be doing the same thing, he's just so devastated. He's got his hands over his face, hoping that no one can see him. And he certainly doesn't want to see anybody. But yeah, this is just absolute rejection by God. And the angst is covered beautifully. Now, I don't know why she was ashamed of her boobs. Uh, they look fine to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Decent decent size, not too big, not too small. Um, I don't know what's going on with her over JJ. Maybe she had Audi lips and she was in bad. I should have more of an innie. I've got Audis. Well, like, I don't know. I don't care. It wouldn't, the same to me. it wouldn't matter because Adam wouldn't know no. the difference because he hasn't seen any other JJ. so... Exactly. So I don't know why she's yeah. why she's ashamed. I'm yeah. ashamed of my nakedness. Why? <laughs> what? 
have you, you to be ashamed of that being. makes no sense. You're yeah. the only people. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you worried is going to see you? The cows? The snakes? That makes no sense. Yeah. It's all good. Don't worry about it. But she is devastated. <laughs> and she knows that she has caused, she's done her part for the fall of man. Yes. Now and and but like but there's only us like who else? <laughs> well we have to go work for a living yeah okay yeah I guess yeah that's it we don't have we don't have it all handed to us uh, on a platter now damn so um, this is amazing uh, in my book this is really the beginning of Renaissance painting that yeah, level of emotion yes. in somebody yeah exactly yes. me yes. yeah me too like it is a moving. Painting and it's small. It's just a small fresco. You can see if you go to the Wikipedia page on it, you can see like it in perspective. It's just on a on a column. It's painted just this thing on a column right next to the tribute money, which is beside it. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, really amazing, uh, amazing work. So that is uh, Masaccio kicking it into high gear. This fresco <laughs> apparently had a huge influence on Michelangelo and his work. Right. 300 years after it was painted, Cosimo III de' Medici mm-hmm. had fig leaves painted over uh, the genitalia. Uh, Adams, he's like, well, we don't want to see his pee-pee. <laughs> um, that's not right. We Who don't want little he? kids coming to church and to seeing a cock. Right. Well, he was Cosimo the Third de Medici. That's um, true. That's true. It's bad enough that little kids get cock thrust in their face when they go to confession. <laughs> no, they, they no. shouldn't have to see it when they're sitting in the pews. So he painted fig leaves over it, uh, and then in the oh. 1980s, they were the paintings were finally restored and cleaned, and the fig leaves were taken off. Thank you. Interesting. The 80s, uh, huh? Surprise. Yeah, the 80s. Yeah, 80s were all about looking at Dick, man. Dick Dick was back in the 80s. Dick, 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 uh, Dick, Dick. <laughs> How many dicks was that? A lot. Uh, now, around 1427, Masaccio won a pretty prestigious commission to produce a holy trinity for the Dominican Church of Santa Maria Novella, which we talked about on mm. a recent episode. What did we say about it? Um, Santa Maria Novella, who produced the facade, designed the facade for it. Give you a hint. I, he wrote 10 yes. books on architecture. Was that Alberti? Yes. I remember seeing a picture oh, of it. It was pretty God. impressive. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Spin the wheel. <laughs> Spin the wheel. That's absolutely right. That's so sad. Okay, so pull up, if you would be so kind, the Masaccio Trinity. Wow, that's it's a very interesting use of colors. The pink above his head, the, the cloaks of the people. Um, not mm-hmm. crazy scene about very Jesus' l- is pu- pubic. I think that's... Go ahead. I think that's I think that's what artists call a limited palette. <laughs> um, the the person. That's funny. I was being serious. No, no, no. I thought you meant they literally only had enough pink uh, pink paint. Um, the person to the left of Jesus. She's almost facing uh-huh. full. Um, 
very interesting face, mm-hmm. very detailed, mm-hmm. very, mm. uh, I don't know what she's thinking, but I want to know what it is. Mm. Very engaging. But just look at the, just look at the realism of the triumphal oh, yeah. arch. So for people who, who can't look at this, if you're in the car or whatever, so this was um, a painting to go behind an altar in uh, this uh, chapel. And uh, it's basically Jesus on the cross, uh, God above him holding up the cross. Right. And uh, there's there's four sort of people paying homage to Jesus, two standing, two saints standing, two people kneeling. Um, And uh, below it, there's a, a, a skeleton on a slab and it's Jesus is inside of like a Roman triumphal arch, a uh, couple of uh, ionic columns, I think, and uh, you know the the arch with the things of the 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 inserted. I can't remember what they're called. Those boxes on top of the arch. We did talk about that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very realistic. Uh, oh, yes. the, the perspective, the depth. It looks like, you know, if you keep going, you could walk behind Jesus and God. There's a hole back there. Yes, yes. Totally works with the perspective, the people. Now, apparently, uh, all these figures were life-size and Mm -hmm. at eye level, like the the kneeling kneeling parishioners or whatever were at eye level when you walked into the church. Um, very, very dramatic, very realistic. It looks like you could uh, walk deep inside it. Yes. Um, what else? Well, this is considered to be Masaccio's masterwork. When you when you read any book on Masaccio, they've got a picture of this. And in fact, if you look at any book on perspective, linear perspective, you always see this picture. It's the earliest su- surviving painting to use systematic linear perspective, possibly yeah. devised with the assistance of Brunelleschi, might have mm. helped Masaccio figure out how to paint it. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, he, Masaccio started by producing a rough drawing of it and drew perspective lines on the wall before he started right. doing the fresco. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So he he. Sketched out all of the lines, the horizon, wow. the vanishing points, and everything first. Then designed the painting around that. And it was the first time anyone had done that. Then they put yeah. fresh plaster on top of it to paint uh, the the fresco on. So Damn. big deal. And he, in fact, he ins- he inserted a nail at the vanishing point, which is under the base of the cross. And mm-hmm. that is what he built everything else around. That is incredible. Yeah. And, and of course, you got to keep the whole the story going. So at the bottom, like you were saying, is the skeleton that is at once a reference to Adam, whose sin brought humans to death, and a reminder to viewers that their time on this earth is transitory. Only through the faith in the Trinity can you overcome death. So again, you got to keep that story going. But yeah, compared to some of these other ones that we've looked at, the detail here is incredible. The saint to the right of Jesus even has a little shadow that his cloak is casting, which makes him you know seem like he's truly standing in front of that whatever that wall or whatever's in front of him. So it is absolutely amazing. 
Hmm. Um, now, apparently the nail I mentioned before, he put a nail at the vanishing right. point and then he put string coming out from the nail oh. that were pressed pressed into the plaster like to make Brunelleschi. sure that he knew where his, know where his perspective lines were. Yeah, a bit like Brunelleschi yeah. doing the dome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's amazing. God uh, standing behind him looks sort of larger than life, and he's, you know, I guess nothing, holding up the cross or doing something. Nothing like mm-hmm. Charlton Heston. That's that's all I wanted to say. The sky. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's what I picture. Uh, but, yeah, when you, if you zoom into the cornices on the – um, columns and that kind of stuff. Uh, really amazing, really amazing work going on here. Even up the top, there's some, I guess these are Corinthian yeah. columns on the outside. So, you know, like the cornices up there, the, they're so elaborate and they look like there's depth in them. It looks like they're made, they're physical, they're three dimensional objects. Really beautiful. And then, like, the limited color palette, it's mostly cream and pink and blue, the whole thing. Yeah. Really beautiful. Really tasteful, really beautiful. Not garish. It's not covered in color. It's not ornate with little pretty birds and fucking flowers (laughs) and monkeys and cheetahs and shit all over it. It's clean. It's elegant. It's impactful. It's got a sense of harmony. Uh, and beauty yeah. about it that I honestly find uh, astounding. Like, it's really, really astounding. Now, yeah. 150 years after it was uh, made, the uh, Duke of Florence, Cosimo I, 1568, hired Giorgio Vasari to cover it up. He's oh. <laughs> like, nah, nah, nah. Hugely influential. Like, before this, artists... Like Michelangelo and Da Vinci used to come and stand in front of this thing for days right. and days and days to study yeah. it, to learn from it. They were like, bitch, <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn. <laughs> she were like, damn, damn. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> damn it. Too good. They didn't know. And, Hello. yeah, Cosimo I wants to cover it up. But here's the thing. Dick. Uh, Vasari was like, what the covering that up? That's a fucking masterpiece. I'm not tearing it down. So he built a new altar that uh. covered up the first one, but he left a gap in between the two. Nice. So he, he left Masaccio's work fully intact and protected by a new altar that he put in front of it. Um, So protected the old one, concealed it, protected it. No one seems quite sure why it had to be covered up in the first place. You know, I read that um, Cosimo I asked Vasari to do it. Uh, He was renovating all of Santa Maria Novella, not just uh, this part of it, but in keeping with the tastes and religious politics of the time. Now, there's no no nudity here. There's no dicks. I, I don't know what it was. Obviously, he wanted to depict something different. This might have been a little bit dark and gloomy. Right. Um, he wanted something a little bit more upbeat. Not sure. But anyway, good old Vasari kept it there, and it was rediscovered in 1860. Damn. When they were renovating the church again, Vasari's altar was dismantled. They were like, "What? What? what's this? Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. 
Yeah. <laughs> Masterpiece. Yeah. Holy shit. Now, Masaccio died, as we said, in 1428, age 27. According to legend, he was poisoned by a jealous <sighs> rival painter. That's probably how we're going to go. <laughs> poisoned by jealous rival podcasters, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope they get you first. And only four frescoes from Masaccio's hand still exist today. Oh. Although lots of other works have been partially attributed to him, maybe some of the stuff he did with Masolino. But, right. uh, you know, four attributed to him and uh, they're all, you know, you, you can see quite easily by looking at them and keeping in mind when they were painted, what else was going on at the time, Absolute masterpieces. A fucking genius, this guy. Yeah. Live fast, die young, paint a little baby Jesus dick along the way. Uh, that was his philosophy. Um, there were other works that he did, believed to have been destroyed over time. According to Vasari, all most celebrated Florentine sculptors and painters studied his frescoes extensively in order to learn wow. the precepts and rules for painting well. He transformed the direction of Italian painting, moving it away from the idealizations of Gothic art and for the mm -hmm. first time presenting it as part of a more profound, natural and humanist world. Well, if, if, do you have anything else? I'm going to finish with a quote if you don't have anything else. No, I enjoy that very much. Please go ahead. Here's my quiet... Uh, my last quote from Leonardo da Vinci himself, Masaccio showed by perfect works that those who are led by any guide except nature, the supreme mistress, are consumed in sterile toil. That's how I praise. <laughs> no. Whoa, whoa, we can't. Whoa, are you fucking crazy? Hell, I don't know. 